This episode is brought to you by a brand new sponsor of the show, Picmonic. Picmonic is an audiovisual learning system with unforgettable stories and characters to help you remember everything you need to know for PT school and beyond. Used by over 1.5 million students all over the world, Picmonic is perfect for streamlining your studying in an efficient manner. Listeners of the show can use the promo code SNACKBREAK in all caps for a 20% discount, and first-time users can start today for free. Getting access to one learning objective and one Picmonic quiz per day, forever, at zero cost. Available on iOS, Android, and desktop. Once again, listeners of the show can use the promo code SNACKBREAK in all caps at checkout. Happy studying, and let's get right into the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Snack Break by OrthoSnacks. I'm your host, John Schaefer, and on this podcast, I interview physical therapists, fitness professionals, and health and wellness experts. Today, I want to talk about a topic near and dear to my heart. That is the NPTE. Now, I know a lot of you took the NPTE a couple weeks ago, and if you're listening to this down the road, this can apply to you too, but this is a time full of a lot of anxiety, a lot of doubt, a lot of uncertainty. One, when you're waiting, kind of evaluating whether or not you believe you're good enough to be within the profession. And ultimately, when you get that score, you believe that that score is a validator of whether or not you truly deserve to be a physical therapist. Now, when I took the MPTE my very first time back in April, I scored a 591. A 591. So realistically, that's probably anywhere between two and four questions short. After studying for months on end, I didn't let myself really enjoy my last two clinicals. I wasn't having fun with friends, family, um, and I thought I'd given it my all. So to come up three questions short was absolutely devastating. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that experience over the course of the episode. I'm going to talk about you know, my reaction, what these feelings were like. Maybe you can relate to some of these feelings, the reasons I was upset. And most, most importantly, I think the mindset I gained from failing the MPT and how I turned that around over the next three months to eventually go on and pass and kind of what things I would do differently, what recommendations I have for those who are in a similar position, because I do think it is important to address this topic because I know that as I'm sitting there with my failing screen, hearing everyone talk about, yeah, no one fails boards. Well, it does happen. So I want to be here for a resource for you if you're in this position so you can recognize that it's totally okay. Life will go on. This is just a bump in the road. So I get home from clinical. I open my laptop. I wasn't sure if I passed or not. I thought maybe you know, during the week I went back and forth. Um, of what direction I thought it was going to go. I mean, all my practice exams went fairly well. Um, I did have some concerns, though. My final Pete, I did get a 590, and I think a lot of that had to do with me just psyching myself out. You know, I don't love standardized tests. Um, I've gotten by in the past, but definitely not my strong suit. So I open my laptop and I see a red X that says failed. I sat there, I looked at it, I I didn't want to believe it was true, but sure enough it was. And I closed my laptop, walked out to my car, started driving. I drove to an empty parking lot and just sat in silence. After like 15 minutes went by, I called my parents, I told them I didn't want to be a PT. I didn't want to go to clinic for the next two weeks to be asked, oh, did you pass, did you pass? to have to answer those questions. I didn't want to graduate. I didn't want to walk with my class. I didn't want to be in a position where I was going to be around all kinds of people celebrating 
the results from the exam where I had to sit there and hold my failing result to myself. I didn't want to do anything. And I think it's important to recognize that these feelings are completely normal. So let yourself experience emotion if this is you. And I want you to realize that those feelings are completely valid. And the main reason that I was upset is just looking statistically, as you see online, you know, 91% of people pass boards on their first time. Well, that number's trending downwards. Recently, more recent years, we've seen like 88%, which is still pretty high, but you got to think it's not everyone. You know, some people just aren't great test takers. Other people experience anxiety. There's a number of factors that could lead to um, a failing score. The next reason I was upset was kind of like I touched on before. I felt like I had put in put in as much time as possible. I started studying intentionally um, just a little bit after Christmas break and went all the way through April. So I'm thinking to myself at this point, what could I possibly have done more? You know, I went through Score Builders Base Camp. I made note cards. Um, I watched all kinds of videos online. I tried to study with classmates here and there. I'm thinking, what? Well, what can I possibly do differently? I'm doing it all. But I think the reality of this situation was I was studying mindlessly. I was thinking to myself, okay, I've got the textbook open. This counts for something, right? And I was just grazing over different topics, not really diving in deep and not necessarily spent being very intentional with my studying. Um, and I think that that kind of came back uh, to haunt me a little bit later. And then... I think the last thing that really bothered me was just hearing all the passing results. I felt, I kind of felt like I was alone. I wasn't really hearing anyone else that was failing. And I think that part of that has to do with people who are failing aren't really sharing the results. And I think that a lot of times, you know, even if an individual does fail, I, I wasn't, I wouldn't tell my clinical instructor. I wouldn't tell those around me that I failed. I would just say, Oh, scores haven't come out yet and use excuses along those lines. So oftentimes those people who are not getting passing scores aren't really saying a whole lot. So with that being said, feeling alone is very common. So rather than focusing on the negative, I think it's important to touch on just to give you a little peek into the things that I was feeling. I want to talk about some of the lessons I've learned over the last 90 days, as well as strategies for those of you still waiting to see that elusive pass sign. So the first step that you're going to take after you receive that failing score, give yourself a little bit of time, take a deep breath. But once you've settled in, um, and really accepted that result, I want you to assess what went wrong. For me, I think it could have been a few different things. Uh, for one, I took the exam at 2 p.m. I'm very much a morning person, and I had anticipated this being an issue. But I did the best I could. I took practice exams at that 2 p.m. slot. I drank caffeine. I tried to do everything to position myself well to succeed at that 2 o'clock hour. But it still stressed me out all the way up until the exam, knowing that I have to wait around all day long to take this exam. Um, And if you do have an afternoon slot, all I can really recommend is go to bed a little bit later the night before so that you're not waking up at 6 or 7 in the morning and then going through, you know, 8 hours before you even take the exam. So try and shorten up that day as as much as you possibly can would be my main advice. 
Next, I took the exam in a different state, so I had to drive about an hour and a half to get to my testing center. Obviously not ideal. I could have probably tried to make accommodations a little bit better, maybe stayed overnight. Um, let's see if you could work something out that way. Lastly, and I think most importantly, I doubted myself every step of the way. I really had a hard time with confidence. I can't really say why. I think a lot of it has to do with maybe still being on clinical rotations, having having clinical instructors who maybe held my hand a little bit more than they should have. I didn't feel like I had a whole lot of autonomy in clinic. And I think that that led me to have a little bit less confidence in myself. And just that I really do understand these concepts necessary to pass the MPTE and um, be worthy of having a license as a physical therapist. So assess what went wrong, have an idea of what you can improve on, because if you don't know where you went wrong, how are you supposed to make adjustments? And going off that, the next thing that I really want you to think about is there's no replacement for confidence. As I said previously, the first time around, I just was not confident in myself as a clinician. I wasn't very confident in my test-taking ability. There was a lot of second-guessing, changing answers, psyching myself out. So then the question becomes, how do you build that confidence? A lot of it, honestly, is just going to come through repetition. I looked at my Anki deck the other day, and I'd spent, by this time, I'd spent 65 hours on Anki note cards. So I think that just a lot of time with that and being able to recall quick facts was incredibly valuable. Um, up next, I did a lot of mindset work. So I did some daily affirmations and I kept a gratitude journal, just really trying to stay in a positive headspace because it was it was difficult at times. And then also recognize, I mean, you've been in school at this point for six years, six, seven years. Realize you know some things, you know a lot more than you think. Um, whether you're sleeping in class or locked in, you soaked in something over that time. Next, think back to your practice exams and PEATS because ultimately the MPT is just another practice exam except you've got a proctor or someone else watching. So I think having that approach, if you just look at it as, oh, this is just another practice exam because you've taken so many by this point. Well, hopefully I've taken so many by this point. So lean heavily on those previous experiences. And with that being said, you know, make sure that you're creating similar environments to test day. I know you've probably heard it a million times before, but it does make a big difference. Lastly, be kind to yourself. This is obviously a challenging period, um, and it's not going to be any easier if you're beating yourself up day in and day out. So go easy on yourself and recognize that, you know, the best is yet to come. So next, I'm just going to give you a few different things that I did differently between exams. So maybe you have a couple ideas of what you can do differently to make some adjustments and finally conquer that MPTE. So right after I got my NPTE result, I purchased a score uh, feedback report. I know it's a hassle. It's like 99 bucks. But I think it is important to see what areas you struggled with, where you improved on, and see that actual score right away. So you know hey, I was super close, or hey, I'm way off, I definitely needed more time to study, just so you have that idea in mind, and can and can begin to develop that picture of, 
okay, what happened, what went wrong, and how are we going to improve? So um, after I had assessed my uh, feedback report, I initially decided, okay, I need to enroll in some kind of a prep course. I need some more guidance. I need to have a firm outline of what I'm going to do over the next couple months to make sure that we hammer this thing home. So I ended up enrolling in the PT final exam prep course, which was super helpful. There's like weekly lectures. Um, you get PowerPoints with notes on them. And I would make note cards based off those. I queued back up um, using all my Anki note cards. So the Anki works with um, using, utilizing spaced repetition. And so what that means is you'll see a note card once. After you master it, you'll see it again in a couple days and then if you master it again at that point you'll see it again in a couple weeks and then a couple months so the first time that i studied for the mpte i was doing just note cards randomly every single day just trying to get as many through through as many as i possibly could and i realized this wasn't very efficient and obviously didn't lead to the result i was hoping for so with this spaced repetition method it helps build your memory bank over time which is incredibly valuable and honestly just a whole lot more efficient than what I was doing before. So I queued back up the Anki decks, got rolling on those. And then I think even more or equally important was the list of weaknesses by section that I made. So looking at neuro, musculoskeletal, cardio, other systems, listing out under each section, okay, what do I absolutely know is going to be on the exam? that I'm incredibly weak on right now, topics that I must hit in order to pass. And I think that once you start developing that list and crossing off those different items as you get more comfortable, your confidence is going to grow significantly. And then up next, this might be a little bit surprising, but I actually limited my studying. I put a cap on how much I could study per day. So I was working a full-time job, um, and I decided that I wouldn't be studying more than around two to four hours a day. So most of the time what that looked like would study for an hour in the morning, go to work, come home, study for like an hour at night. And then on the weekends, maybe I'd hit four hours because you have to realize at this point, after having failed, you've got a really solid base in place. There's not a whole lot you probably need to hit on most of those foundational pieces. Now, don't get me wrong. If you were super far away from 600, it's probably it's probably a good idea to revisit some of those base concepts, make sure you have them down. Because ultimately with the MPTE, you can answer some of the more difficult questions without necessarily knowing the material as long as you have a solid base. But if you don't have that solid base, it's going to be a heck of a lot harder to answer those higher level questions. So... Limiting my study of two to four hours a day was absolutely huge, especially in keeping in a positive mindset because I wasn't staring at the, staring at my computer, staring at textbooks all day long. I'd sprinkled in other activities that brought me joy, physical exercise, um, all, all kinds of different things to make sure that I was doing well as a person beyond a student studying for the MPT. And I think that was beneficial for sure. And in terms of the exam itself, there were a couple of adjustments I made as well. Uh, I scheduled the exam for 8 a.m. time slot. As soon as I had the opportunity to schedule, I scheduled because I was not taking an afternoon exam again. And luckily enough, I was able to find a location that was only a mile away from my apartment. 
So this was honestly a dream scenario because I could execute my morning exactly how I wanted, get to the testing center whenever I wanted. And after talking with uh, the testing center, I was actually able to start my exam at 7.15. So it was it was perfect. And then I honestly, I just addressed any variable of concern. So I looked at the topics I knew I didn't know. Um, so that was content-wise concern. The timing, location of the test center, knocked that out. That was a concern. And then I just made sure that I wasn't going to question myself this time around. I knew, I right know that I know the information. Um, it's just a matter of committing. And that really comes down to mindset. Um, so it's going to be slowly but surely building up your confidence, your confidence in yourself, your confidence in your practice, and recognizing that you are ready to be a physical therapist. Um, and if you can't recognize that, you're going to have a heck of a time conquering this exam so the sooner that you can get that mindset right the better off you're going to be so i'm just going to leave you with this if you didn't pass this time around it's absolutely not over don't get too down on yourself and just recognize you have the capabilities of passing this exam so what i want you to do is make sure you're focusing on your mindset staying positive get a game plan together to address those weaknesses and honestly the 90 days is going to go by pretty fast. There's going to be times where it's going to feel a little bit slower when you're grinding day in, day out. But before you know it, you're going to be checking your score again, and you're going to be seeing that blue pass check mark and moving on with your career. So stay positive, and if you have any questions or want to talk about your exam, don't hesitate to shoot me a DM on Instagram, and I'm more than happy to talk through anything you might be feeling right now. So be kind to yourself. And just take it one day at a time and you're moving closer and closer to the ultimate goal. As always, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I really appreciate you listening and hope you got some value out of it. Have a great rest of your day, guys, and thank you again.